0: from portland it's the fox 12 weather podcast this week the team recaps summer breaks down the latest wildfires and they say goodbye and good luck to ann campolongo now here they are brian mcmillan mark nelson and jeff forgeron hey
1: everybody welcome to the fox 12 weather podcast this is episode 28 and i'm meteorologist brian mcmillan so glad that you join us here we are now into meteorological fall and i'm joined by meteorologist jeff forgeron coming to us from home hey jeff
2: hey brian i'm pumped that it's officially fall at least for meteorologists
1: <laughs> and chief meteorologist mark nelson hey mark hey good afternoon guys yeah it feels like fall doesn't it it really does yeah yeah, it, it uh, at least the past couple of days, you know, really cold mornings, and then we have these, you know, nice, pleasant afternoons, and uh, not too hot, not too cold. I kind of like this time of year. This is, uh, I think, my favorite time of year here, where it doesn't just feel awfully hot.
3: I had a thirty-nine this morning. Ooh, that was chilly. Did you
1: really? How's yeah, that pool? How's that pool doing? I was gonna ask you because you got one of those above-ground pools. For those who don't know, and uh, well, it's uh, you know, it's on your estate. It's also that you have also. A below ground pool, but those you have three of those, right, Mark, on your on yeah. your giant estate in your mansion. Yeah,
3: I, I don't want to give people the impression, you know, when they think, you know, the chief meteorologist on that he has some sort of estate, and that you, you know, we're all thinking that that mental image of like, um, um, the wolf of Wall Street was at it, where it's like there's scantily clad people running around all evening long around the pool, drinking and who, doing who knows what. And that's not what's happening here, folks. I live out in the country. I got a few acres, basic rectangle, split level house, updated of course. But then we got this smoking hot deal. Like four or five years ago, this guy was going through a divorce, and he never he had opened this like expensive above ground pool. He started to put it together, like open two packages, and then everything fell apart, and he sold it for like a quarter of the price that it would have been brand new, and it was pretty much all still in the bank. So I have this great above ground pool. And I'm out there all the time when the weather's good. I love it. This morning I was stacking wood because, you know, winter's coming. It is. And then get kind of sweaty. And But you know what? This time of the year, that pool does not stay warm because the nights are too long. Even if it's 80 during the day, if it's 39, 45 at night, it just does not want to stay warm.
1: Do you still hey. get in it? Like, when do you shut it down for good?
3: I have found, I haven't gotten in it past about the 10th of September. Because even if we have a 90 degree day and it's 40 at night, it's just it's not warming up and it's not worth it but but i do open it a few times through october to vacuum it and keep it clean yeah but yeah, mid, mid-september um, it's over
2: the pool is a reoccurring theme on this podcast um As it but should the be. first Im- the first impression that i got when i walked around your property mark was the enormous stack of wood that you have it, it is something to to talk about um maybe even oh, more i got a lot of
3: wood let me tell you i got <laughs> probably three or four cords sit in there because you really wow well because for one jeff you've been well you've both been here right there's plenty of trees and 16 years ago when i moved in i planted plenty of trees so now they're getting too tall and shading so i'm always cutting trees down replanting and uh, we have a wood stove and so in the winter i love having that thing going on a day off to have the downstairs like 80 82 degrees it's kind of cool upstairs and just go take a little nap in the afternoon as it's raining and it's mm
1: nice that sounds cozy and nice (laughs) that sounds really nice it is yeah it's nice if you were closer i'd come over to your house for a nap
2: (laughs) all right that's uh (laughs) it's escalating
1: (laughs) well uh there you go yeah (laughs) we're recording this here in the beginning of september and you know what that means guys summer is over officially meteorologically speaking and so we're going to talk about that here with our local headlines The news headlines are next. Here's what's happening right now. All right, so here we go. A big summer recap. And I know that the three of us are never going to, and probably most of the people here in Portland, are never going to forget this summer uh, for those really hot temperatures. Uh, especially hopefully we don't do that again anytime soon but let's talk about where we've been and uh you know what things look like i I know the big question that jeff and i had here prior to the podcast and we made you keep it a secret mark was this the hottest summer on record jeff
3: is waiting to know he just has to look at him look at him he can't wait he's like a little kid a little kid can't wait to find out it's (laughs)
2: been the the only thing i've been thinking about all day
3: drum roll (laughs) drum roll please (laughs) I'm hearing the drum roll. Okay, summer 2021 was number two hottest in. How oh! <laughs> oh, How is wow. that possible? Because these last two weeks we cooled down, and so uh, at 2015. Now these are preliminary numbers. It's possible I'm slightly off because you'll be amazed how close it is. Pretty much a tie, but 2015. 72.2 degrees that's if you take all the high temperatures and all the low temperatures and average them and then uh, 72.2 and then this year was
2: 72.1 oh, gosh. So, oh
3: wow you know more <laughs> or less a tie right i mean but um yeah now if we look at um portland so it's number two There were many places that had the hottest summer ever. I think the one that really sticks out is Salem because Salem has a good climate record. The airport is outside of the city area. It hasn't warmed much like the Portland urban area has. I'm sorry. I mean, in an urban sense, of course, we've all warmed, but Salem was number one hottest records go back to 1890 something. Eugene was hottest. Medford was hottest. Redmond was hottest and a little out of our viewing area, but Spokane was as well. Let's go down the list. Olympia was the third hottest up there because again things cooled off that latter part of August. Mm -hmm. Pendleton was the fourth hottest. Seattle was the fourth hottest and Astoria number 12. It's interesting because the coastal hottest summers do not match our hottest summers very well. I think it's more related to ocean temperature you know when if you have above-average ocean temperatures which we didn't really have this year those years really stick out. So let's see I got I got lots more numbers here Yeah, so June ended up the hottest June ever, six and a half degrees above average here in Portland. And then we backed off in July, 2.8 degrees above average. And then August was 1.9 degrees above average. So it's, it's the way I remember 2015, which was the hottest summer, that was also the hottest June we've ever had, where it was blazing hot in late June. Then it kind of backed off a little closer to normal the second half of summer. So kind of interesting how some summers are like this and others it's like, wow, August and September are crazy warm.
1: And Mark, if I remember right, and I'm going to have to look back, but we had a lot of 90 degree plus days. So we were between 90 and 100 in 2015 a lot. And if I remember right, didn't we set the record for 90 degree plus days that year? I want to say we did.
3: I think it is. I think that was the first year that we set it. And then didn't in 2017 or 18 we set it again, I think. Like how there's three meteorologists here and we don't have that... <laughs> those numbers in front of us i have this whole page of numbers but i forgot those you know Brian, what i'm gonna
1: look i'm gonna look for it right now while we're talking but okay. uh, in any case i do i think i do remember that being a uh, just a consistently hot year
3: yeah so six of the top hottest summers in portland six of the top 10 uh were in the past 10 years wow That's so yes we haven't had a cool summer since or a reasonable summer since twenty twelve. There was one summer in there, maybe twenty sixteen, that was like hey, it was just slightly on the warm side. But we haven't had a cool summer since way back in twenty eleven. You
2: know, I think in twenty nineteen we only had a ninety eight and ninety nine. I don't even think we hit one hundred uh, in twenty nineteen, if I can remember correctly.
1: Okay, yeah. so here's 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 the uh, the numbers. So in this year, we've had 24 90 degree plus days over the course of the summer. Okay. Uh, 2015 we had 27, 2018 we had 29, so not that big of a change. But I think a few days more.
3: Didn't we have a 31 one of those years? We went over. 30 uh, that might
1: have been total. That might have been total for the entire year. So we might have snuck it in there in in September or something like that. So let me let me look at that real quick. Uh, this, this, we we have these really cool tools that we use uh, uh online. And uh, one of them is called Xmasis, or at least that's. Oh yeah. Call it. Yeah, I love that. It's it's a weather geek, climate uh, geeks dream. And you can just see all this great data. Yeah. So 31 total for the entire year in 2018, 29 total in 2015. So there you have it.
3: And, you know, all that happened before August 15th or 16th. We've had no 90 since that time. I think Salem might have had one or two. Hey, Brian, since you're there, punch in KSLE for Salem. Not that I had to okay. tell you that it was KSLE, but um, do that because Salem had a whole bunch of days in July where we hit like 87, 88, 89, and then Salem would be like 90, 91, 92. And so I know they had a lot more than us, and I know it's an all-time record, whatever number it you It is an there.
1: all-time record with 38 days at or above 90 degrees. Wow. That's amazing.
3: What, what was the next closest?
1: The next closest is 34. You have to go back to 1958 for that.
3: Really? So it wasn't one of the recent summers?
1: Yeah, and then in third place and fourth place is 2017 and 2018 respectively.
3: Okay, yeah. let's talk rain. Rain isn't quite as big of a deal um, for summer only because all of our summers are, almost every summer is dry. I mean, even in the wettest summer, we've had like four or five inches and you know, July plus August, that'd be like the wettest we've ever had, which is like once every 30 years. So we had 1.3 inches of rain in June, July, and August, and that was the ninth driest. So it was on the dry side, that's for sure, but it's not like it was anything historic dry-wise. Of course, the historic dry weather is the last six months. So get this, so we got half the year, March, all the way through the end of August, we've had less than four inches of rain.
2: That's crazy. I think
3: that's, wow. That may be less than Phoenix. So 3.39 inches. And you you're saying, oh my gosh, it's gotta be the driest six months we've ever had. Right. Wrong. Um, it happened one other time. You guys, <laughs> um,
1: sorry, you, you should have played along there. <laughs> one of you was yawning, I think. Uh, no. <laughs> so 1987.
3: And I remember this, it was a year I, uh, well, year I graduated from high school. And I remember it was really dry the latter half of the dry season, like um, September, October, like it hardly rained those two months. And so we only had about three inches those six months, May through October. So this could end up being our driest six months if we uh, if we have a dry September, for sure, that could happen. And that is everything I have about summer 2021.
1: How about that? Well, we won't forget it, that's for sure. Uh, those big those big hot days, as I said, will will make this year definitely stick out in our brains. And uh, yeah, overall, I, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed th- your summer, even though it was kind of a pandemic summer. Uh, you know, we I think we all got away. Jeff, you got married. That's You'll never forget it for that yeah. reason, probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of important, <laughs> <Pretty good> one, <laughs> we hope. <yeah>. Good summer. <laughs> I had a lot of good little mini trips and stuff like that. So, so did I. Real fun. Yeah, lots of fun. Yeah yeah we have a, in the cool part about the northwest we got so many cool little spots yes yeah. yes mark one thing i did
3: notice uh, this summer and you probably did too um lack of marine layer until we got to these last couple of weeks sure it's like we went day yes. after day after day waking up to sunshine a little or no marine layer it would just be a little bit broken so obviously you know the hotter we when we have a hotter summer we tend to have a thinner marine layer and let me let me qualify that a little bit. Sometimes when we have the hot summers, we have extreme hot spells and we have two or three days of morning clouds, afternoon sun. It seemed like in July and early August, we just had weather without extreme heat during that time, July and August, we just had lots of um, uh, very, very thin marine layer days. We didn't have wild swings from heat waves back to cool again, heat waves back to cool. It was just consistently warm through much of that time.
2: It took so long for that massive heat ridge to actually break down fully i mean it kind of inched its way through and then kind of was over the intermountain west it was never fully out of the way for a couple of weeks or a few weeks Um, so we went from that extreme heat to like 90s for a stretch and um, even 80s so it wasn't it never really like cooled down i mean we it's just been we've had a lot of consistent heat this summer
1: yeah that's true let's get into fires a little bit here guys uh you know we haven't had much fire activity up here in Oregon as far as new fire activity for a while. We did have one uh, that started burning in the Dalles. I believe that was just a couple of days ago here. But firefighters were able to get a handle on that pretty quick. It only was about 50 acres or so at last check, where we're seeing some really, yeah, real small stuff, uh, where we're seeing some really huge fires, though, and dangerous ones that continue to spread are down in California. One of those uh, being the Dixie Fire. That Dixie Fire? 844,000 acres at last check. Just a massive beast. And uh, the the hotspots are on the north end of it and on the southeast end of it. And those two spots in the same fire are like 40 miles apart. Mm. So you're going to have to have two totally different fire teams, you know, uh, operating those two different sections of that fire. Also, uh, something that I know a lot of you have been hearing about on national news is the Caldor Fire. That's down near Lake Tahoe. That is burning over 200,000 acres now at this point, but uh, the big part is is that's all pushing its way towards more populated areas, a lot of structures, and and uh, some resorts in Lake Tahoe. Now, I personally haven't been down there. Have you guys been down there to that area?
3: Uh, only North Lake Tahoe. I've never been down there where the casinos and the you know uh, Kirkwood and Heavenly ski resorts have not been there.
2: Uh, I and I haven't free, I haven't been there a lot. I've only been there like once or twice uh, during college, but. You know, early on in college, wildfires were starting to become more of a thing. This was 2008 to 2012. But I never really, like, pictured Tahoe burning or, you know, fires ripping up the Sierra. I think this is the first year – no. was it? Is this the first year or was last year the first year? I think this is the first year that uh, fires have crossed the ca- uh, the Sierra Nevada crest. So they've crossed over the top of the Sierra Nevada mountains to the opposite side, to the east slopes. Um, I think the Dixie fire was first and I think the Caldor fire is threatening that as well. Um, The Caldor fire is the one that's encroaching on uh, South Lake Tahoe. And they have, I think as of a couple days ago, which would have been August 30th or August 29th, they had mandatory evacuations in place. So a lot of activity going on down there
1: and you're going to be hearing a lot more about that I'm sure over the coming days as as you know more people evacuate more structures burn and things like that. Meanwhile, up here in Oregon, do you have a few complex fires that are burning up in the Cascades? The some of them are pretty old actually, but they still continue to burn cuz they're in some rough t- terrain. We could see a little bit of, a little bit more smoke coming from those fires and perhaps fires in Washington as well coming up over the next few days, right, Jeff?
2: Yeah, I think the two fires like if if we were to get uh a wind reversal, I would be most concerned about the Schneider Springs fire and the Bull Complex fire. Um, maybe, perhaps, sending smoke west of the Cascades into the metro area or the Willamette Valley. Um, in fact, uh, it was earlier this week, um, there, was, there was some smoke, actually it was this past weekend, there was some smoke drifting off of the Bull Complex fire into the central Willamette Valley, and then the Schneider Springs fire briefly brought some smoke into the metro area. So, if we were to get a brief east wind, uh, those would those would be the two fires. We don't have a lot of fires, though, burning along the northern Oregon and southern right. Washington Cascades. So that it's a little bit different scenario uh, than last year when we had the big east wind around Labor Day, punch those fires westward and all the smoke.
1: With the smoke that we're expecting here, it's not going to be like choking us out here down at the surface. This is going to be more of a uh, upper level uh, type of type of haze up in the atmosphere, kind of like we've seen earlier this summer as well.
2: Yeah, and to tie in the forecast, I know we've got some warm, a warm up coming over the next few days, but ensembles are indicating that about a week or so from now we're gonna start getting more of that onshore flow, cloudiness, maybe some drizzle and some shower activity. So that's the kind of stuff that really suppresses the fires. All you honestly, and Mark and Mark and Brian, you both can attest to this. When it gets cloudy, those fires act completely different than on a sunny, warm day
3: we've been so lucky this year at the end of the fire season where, you know, last year where everything went wrong, right at the end when it was the driest, you know, how we dry from spring all the the vegetation derives from spring all the way until we get some decent fall showers. And last year, everything, you know, went wrong. It was right around this time. It was like the seventh, eighth of of September. Well, in this case, in this uh, situation this year, we had average to slightly below average temps, the latter half of August, we had some sprinkles in the Cascades, and like you said, the cool marine layer has been there off and on, just enough to kind of keep things tamped down at times, and we've had no lightning. I can't believe the, the whole... That's a good point. The, the three weeks, uh, the, the last three weeks of August, almost no lightning in the Cascades or even through Central Oregon. So we've avoided, I think after those first lightning fires started, those complexes Brian was talking about, it was the first few days of August, because I remember I was down at Diamond Lake when it happened. After that, we only had one big new fire in Oregon, that Fox complex, which is now contained, and that was it. So basically, right now the firefighters are fighting what started about a month ago, and there's been nothing big and new since then. So fingers are crossed. All it would take is a few showers next week. To, I mean, then we're into the second week of September. So maybe, maybe we're going to make it.
2: There's a piece of paper taped on the back of the weather monitor that we stand at. <laughs> Yep, and i'm pretty sure it's still there and i've looked at it before multiple times it shows like the highest uh frequency of lightning in the pacific northwest which months mark you isn't it august that we see the most like lightning
3: yeah it must be july or august must be one of those two because we definitely don't see as much lightning in september over the cascades at eastward yeah
2: so let's hope that we're trending back downhill and um, hopefully we get some rain in the coming weeks
3: after that much dry weather, we may escape with uh, which really points out, once again, and I've said this, we've we've said this many times, more important than what, how we're set up spring through the early summer, you know, with dry vegetation and whatnot, more important is what the weather does during the summertime. If, if you get out of the hot stuff and go back to normal weather, we don't get as many fires.
1: All right. Well, cross your fingers here for some rain coming up as we... Head our way through September, and now, you guys, uh, before we let everybody go, we you probably have noticed that somebody is missing here from our crew. It's somebody who joins us uh, usually on every podcast, and that's Ann Campolongo, uh, one of our favorite people. Uh, she has left Fox 12, but lucky for us, we did a little interview with her last week uh, before uh, before she left, and want to play that for you now. So here you go. All right, you guys, so Anne has a big announcement for us. Uh, we all know what it is, but but our, our listeners and our, our viewers don't. Anne, what is happening with you?
0: This is sad. I am leaving Fox 12, unfortunately.
1: Hmm. She just couldn't <laughs> take working with Mark and? another day.
0: Ugh, it's just getting too much. <laughs> too much to handle. All that vacation time, you know? No, it's... It's bittersweet. It's uh, it's hard because I started my career here in Oregon in Medford, and then I worked there for a couple of years, and then I've been in Portland for the last three years, um, you know, and I've enjoyed Oregon. That's why I wanted to stay here because I've lived in the Midwest my whole life and and wanted a change. So, uh, it's been great, and the people that I've worked with have been awesome. The people that I've met here in Portland are great, and so, um. Yeah, it's just, you know, how TV works. You have to move on sometimes and, you know, say goodbye to good people. And that's kind of what I feel like is happening it's happening now on both sides of it.
1: You know, we we have all become really good friends and we've worked so closely together. And this, I mean, this has been one of the best, if not the best, um, uh, just weather departments that we've ever had here at Fox 12. I mean, I think we all just get along so well and we communicate so well with each other. And I, I, I work with you just probably about as much as Mark has worked with you, Anne. And it has yeah. been so much fun just becoming your friend. And 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 you're so smart and so yeah. great on the air. And we knew you were destined for big things and moving on from us. And, and uh, you know it's been it's been so much fun just kind of being a part of your life. Yeah. Here and having you be a part of ours for Sorry. the past couple of years.
0: Right. No, I agree. It's been awesome and you guys are are a tough uh, tough people to say goodbye to so that's the that's the hard part you know I'll miss all of our stuff our talks and everything and the fun times
3: yeah you know I've been doing this 28 years you know I like to remind people that all the time <laughs> of that yeah. and um, and this is the best I wouldn't you guys, I think you guys know me well enough I just wouldn't say anything if it wasn't true could but I've never said it this is the best weather team i've I've ever worked with the the uh-huh. four of us and of course you know Andy in the mornings. But um, yeah. yeah, and Anne, you've been a huge part of that. You know, I come in, you were almost never cranky. It was always a joke, like with Wayne. We'd say, someday is Anne gonna just explode? Cause she's so nice. Yep. She laughs at my dumb jokes. You looked at every time I said, oh, look at look at the cross section of the uh, wharf. Can you believe that? You'd have to like stop <laughs> what you're doing. And look at that. And Anne, you were always so, always so generous. You've always been so nice. So Aww. I think you're, you're gonna do well where you're headed. And we are really yeah. gonna miss you, best coworker ever. Yeah. I mean Brian too. Oh. <laughs> well,
0: you well, know, and, four and the Anne, best coworkers what, ever. You know, combined. I mean, we just
1: we laugh so much when we work together, yeah. which is which makes it even better. I gotta say, Ann has uh, she can bake like nobody's business. Whenever oh. Ann <laughs> brings something into the newsroom, it's like, oh yeah, give me some. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. I was like, I need to bake something before I go, so maybe I'll try to. I'll try to sneak something in, but... Make it
1: enough so that we can, like, freeze it and enjoy it over the course of a year.
0: There you go. When you miss (laughs) me, you can just take it out of the freezer and eat it. That's right.
1: That's right. Hey,
2: what's everybody's favorite and memory? Can I start with the live shot at the gorge? I will never forget the hair going, like, perpendicular to your head. That That was was great. um, That was a good time. time. And you were... But you were, like, so nonchalant. I remember sitting there listening, like, I don't know. If, yeah, I was sitting at home, like, before I went to bed because I was getting ready for that early shift. And I'm just watching you out there. And normally I would be, like, this is crazy. This is, You're just so nonchalant. You're just, like, yeah, it's pretty windy out here right now. And I'm just, like, this is insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, and you're going to, like, wherever. And I know eventually you'll announce where you're going. Right. But uh, wherever you do go, you're going to thrive. And um you can obviously handle any kind of weather situation, well, both you. in the field and in studio. So um, props on uh, the move and the, the you know promotion of whatever it is, because I don't know the details yet. But um, we're really sad to leave or that you're leaving us. And um, I know I didn't get to work with you a whole lot, but we texted right. a lot. And, you know, we're part of this podcast. And yeah. Um, the weather lunches that we all did yeah, was a lot was of fun. So fun. we're going to miss you.
1: And can we can you tell us where you're going here? You know what we? You know what we should have done? We should have done a city of the week and done it with this. Oh, I, I feel like, I feel like that would have been pretty epic.
0: That would have been a good good one.
1: Dang it! Oh well. I'll but can say, you tell? Can you tell us, Ann?
0: Well, I'll say where I'm going, but I don't know if I can. I haven't made anything official. at <laughs> uh, announcing a, the station, but uh, I'm headed back to the Midwest uh, to Des Moines, actually Des Moines, Iowa.
1: Des so, Moines, Iowa, and yeah. you said. Uh, I know, I know that that's really close to the Field of Dreams too, right?
0: Yes. And the cool thing about that is that the Cincinnati Reds, where my hometown is, they're playing in that game next year against the Cubs.
1: Oh, oh. So, so cool. that's kind of cool. So cool.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'll be closer to family and uh, just in a different place where I don't know anyone oh there. Gosh. But I've got friends around, so hopefully – I'll I'll have the chance to meet up with them as, as well. So it'll be good.
2: The weather is gonna be I know. nuts out there. Like you're gonna have it all. Yeah. You're gonna have ins- you're gonna have the most picturesque thunderstorms, yeah. those low precipitation supercells. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Jeff like,
0: out, out. you, Jeff, you wanna you come, come with me? Your,
2: <laughs> you better ask your station to let you yeah. chase some storms. They have
0: a they have a vehicle that we chase in, so that's kinda cool.
2: Oh, that's gonna wow. be crazy. Yeah. You're going to have a blast.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited for the, the different weather opportunity. Of course, I, I mean, I loved being here, like I said, but uh, I will miss the geography out here a lot. I think that's the thing, besides the people. Yeah, it's kind of uh, flat, that's what I like. right?
3: Flat is the big word there, right?
0: Yeah, I, I would say it has more rolling hills than you'd think. Really? In Iowa, yeah. Hmm. Nebraska, yes, I would say it's flat, but uh, I think Iowa is a little bit more.
2: You better uh, get a better jacket or sweater or whatever the heck I, they wear I'm, during that winter weather.
0: I'm going to take a trip to the Columbia store. I asked Brian go, for go. a pack.
3: I know somebody.
0: <laughs> I do. I have I have a good winter coat, but I think I need a, a more intense one. Yeah.
1: Well, good luck, I'll Anne. I'll get you hooked up. Don't you worry, Ann. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. You're going to kick you. butt. And we're so proud of you. And it's been such a pleasure working with you. We love you. Yeah. And you are not out of our lives by any means whatsoever, You're know. Gonna be, we're going to be texting you every day and all that all good right. stuff. So
0: yeah, yes, no, I want to keep in touch. So I'm sure we will.
1: Good. All right. Well, Ann Campolongo, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we're going to miss her.
0: Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
1: And there you have it. We are going to miss Ann so much, you guys. Um, we can actually tell you where she's going because uh, since we did that interview now, she was, she's was she been able to tell us. So she's heading to KCCI out there in Des Moines, Iowa. And I, I've heard, I think, Mark, you told me that's the number one station out there, right?
3: I know that's a big station back there in Des Moines because you think Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa, what? Small market, Iowa. But the deal is, think about the weather back there like, like we just talked about with Ann. Tornadoes, blizzards, weather is huge, and I just know that's a dominant station there. I think it's a Channel Eight. So I've seen people from that station present at weather conferences, and yeah, they know their meteorology. So, so meteorology wise, Anne's stepping into a a big deal over there.
1: That's she's gonna she's gonna do so well out there, and and uh, I mean they're uh, so lucky to have her because she's just such a pleasant, amazing. Smart person to work with, and great on TV as well. I know our viewers are going to miss her too. But um, you know, the hiring process begins, and we we'll we'll get somebody else in there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you know somebody,
3: yeah. If you know somebody that uh, has a little bit of experience in the TV world and can forecast weather, and uh, can report as well, send them our way. There you go. All right.
2: To reiterate what you were saying, it it was a pleasure working with Ann, even though I didn't get to share the studio with her all the time, um, like you guys did, but. Um, something that just kind of spoke, spoke more broadly about what kind of person Anne was, was walking into the studio. When we each had this moment, um, she got each of us a framed photo from my wedding of the entire weather team. Uh, It was a special weather team and we're still most, mostly intact, but obviously it's not going to be the same without her. So it's nice that she memorialized it with some photos and, um, and if you're listening, we already miss you and we're looking forward to seeing all the tornadoes that you post.
1: That's right, and and we yep. we have a text we have a text thread going, and that's not going to end anytime soon. So, <laughs> no, it will not. Nope. Coming up here next week, hopefully we can start talking about maybe a chance for rain. But thank you so much for joining us, you guys. Uh, big good luck and, and best wishes to Anne Campolongo as she heads out to the Midwest. And uh, enjoy the first part of fall here, everybody. Enjoy the cooler weather. We'll see you next time.
0: Do you have a weather question? Call 503-548-6484 and leave a message. It could be featured on a future episode. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Fox 12 Weather Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Head to kptv.com for the latest forecast and weather information for your area.